episode 102 of Board Games with Varian Hex is all about the clever tetralogy. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam and I talk about every game in the That's Pretty Clever family, including the original, Twice as Clever, Clever Cubed, and Clever Forever. We played the app version of all of these games, as well as the challenge two sheets for the first three games. In general, the episode will probably make a lot more sense if you look at the sheets as we talk about them, but we do our best to explain how they differ. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Adam talking about That's Pretty Clever, Twice as Clever, Clever Cubed, and Clever Forever. Gosh and Clever. I wish I could have gotten another pronunciation tutorial from Aaron. Ganz schön, because it's German. I call it That's So Clever. That's not even how the translation is. No, that's I've been calling it pretty that's clever. So clever. The whole time. I spent a fair amount of today trying to think of a clever introduction. Over oh, the clever. So clever. And I, the pressure of it all was too much. Produced nothing because then I was like, "That's so clever." I was thinking like sewing related cleverness, uh-huh. and I was like, "Maybe I'll maybe I'll lean into that because it's you know someone's like, hey, be funny,' and you can't be funny in the moment." No, the same thing happened to me. I really messed up a fair portion of my afternoon <laughs> with the pressure, the internal pressure of this. So I have no, I have no good introduction. Now I took a chunk of my afternoon replaying. Because I've played all of them at least once. And there was a time when we were preparing for this originally that I was like, I'm going to play each one maybe five times. And then um, life. And I got somewhere into maybe the third one and that dropped off. So today, not well, mind you, but I have played every single one of the ones we're about to talk about. If you play them poorly, you play it even faster. The app makes it very fast to play. And we are... I think all of these games, the fourth one, I mean, I guess you can buy it in a box, but we're talking about the app versions for all of these. I've never rolled an actual pretty clever. I have rolled a pretty clever die. They are not remarkable in any way. They're wooden, so they're very light. Oh. Um, But, you know, that's uh, sustainable. That, That makes sense. Why not be light? Why be like some kind of mix of weird plastics? And the scoring is very difficult to do on your own. One of the classic gains from playing an app version, playing a digital version versus playing it yourself is that it's there to do the math for you. And it does a great job. If it didn't do a great job, how would I know? That's a great point. I've never, never I've never double checked its math. Today, as I played, I noted the score again that I got on my speed play today. And the scores aren't exactly... They don't exactly correlate to the ones I like the least and the ones I like the most, but it's it's not far off. Pretty much the ones I do horrible. And it's like, yeah, you're right. I don't understand this. (laughs) And some of them I might have just got lucky in getting a better score, but I enjoyed it. And another thing to mention before we dive in is that when you buy the boxes, I don't think there is a challenge to inside the box when you buy it. I don't know how they would because they release it afterwards, I think, right? Like the oh, app I don't is released know. and then later on, I think the challenge shows up. Because you told me, hey, there's challenge twos in there. And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I had all of them and had played them quite a bit. Well, this is before four came out. Oh, sure. Yes. And I found it today because I told you that, but I haven't played challenge two on two of the four. Oh, and there's no challenge two on the fourth one yet. We're saying a lot of numbers, but that kind of checks out with what you're saying that they release it afterwards. And I imagine it's no different than an expansion, but I don't know if you can buy the physical sheets for the second challenge, even if you wanted them. 
Oh, that's a good point. I don't. Yeah, that'll be a question for Board Game Geek later on. For you. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. no. For me, <laughs> I'll put it in the episode description or somehow relate it to this episode. One more thing before we start that I think we just need to address yeah. what I'm going to call the elephant in the room. And really the divide between you and I about this game, regardless of any other information. Okay. And, and that's as we're playing this app, you and I have very different opinions, I believe, on the sound effects that are present. Oh, that's true. With this app. So if you have not played it, there is, and there may be an, an addition to this later or not uh, in yeah. the actual episode. Uh, there is a woohoo and a dice rolling that the dice rolling doesn't actually line up with when you roll the dice. And that's maddening for me because then I'm hearing the sound effect different to how I'm actually seeing the mm-hmm. dice roll. So I play this strictly on mute. I, if it ever accidentally shows up, uh-huh. I immediately shut the game off or turn off every sound on my phone. just do something else. I can't. Yeah, I'll read a book <laughs> in silence if I have to. I did not. Now that you say that the dice sound doesn't line up with the dice rolling, I think you may have a point, but I never noticed. And oh. then the Wahoo noise has nothing to do with anything. And I find it so charmingly useless and like dissonant. Like I, I, it's it's so far removed from anything that we're doing that it's endearing to me. And then sometimes when I'm like comboing, I am like, woohoo. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so clever. Oh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm never feeling, I feel like a little bit of wahoo, but never with that sound effect. And yeah. it, you're right. It is completely useless. I do not find it charming. <laughs> they, someone had to, have, I guess, in the making of the first game, been like, it needs something. Mm-hmm. And that's elevated. Needed, they were wrong about it. They could not have been more wrong. <laughs> it was a perfect game and they ruined it. So. I don't think that all the games have the same sound. They think the I dice rolling know. is the same. Yeah, you wouldn't know. But I don't think that Wahoo necessarily, I don't know that it stays there. Because I, again, I play them today, sound was low. But there was sound on, and I don't think I kept hearing it. Didn't make a special it's, note, it's though, because I enjoy it. Three. It's definitely on three, because oh, that's what okay. I played the most of, and I'm more likely to. Hmm. I think it's on three and four. Okay, then maybe it is on all of them. And again, I'm just so desensitized to it that yeah, I don't even notice. I didn't take it out. Oh. It's in the code now. So we are starting with the original. We're just going to work through them in order. Game one, challenge one and two, so on and so forth. So the first one was That's Pretty Clever, or Ganschen Clever, in possibly well-pronounced German, probably not. We've both been playing it solo. I don't know if there's, I think there's a way to play it online. We've never tried to play it together. Uh, So we're playing the one-player variant. Usually, uh, I believe you roll, and then you can kind of, there's this little tray, there's a little silver tray, but inside the box, it's it's just cardboard inside the box. It's not, there's no actual silver tray in the game. And as you, after you select your dice, it's like the dice go on the silver tray, something like that. But that's in multiplayer, in multiplayer. It's something like that. And then the other people, I think there's a, gosh, another German thing. I'm going to say man was ach, gernen kernen. That one has a thing kind of like that where you're rolling some dice and people get to take a dice. Anyways, in the solo version that we're going to be talking about, same thing you can play in the actual physical version of the game. You have six different colors. You roll them three different times. And every time you roll them, you pick one of the colors to use and mark on your sheet in the appropriate color-coded section. 
you but you line them up in number order every time you roll them and if the if you take a number that has numbers that are lower than it not equal to but lower than it they uh go on the little silver tray and you don't get to roll it for your next roll so that means like if you're on your first roll if you roll a six five 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 four whatever and you take the six you're just done with that because you have no more dice to roll as we keep going through the game there's all kinds of all these different games there's all kinds of things that mitigate that but basically speaking you have six different rounds every round you roll them three times you take an action three times and then you also at the end of that i think what happens is all the dice get rolled and all the three lowest values go onto the silver tray and you get to pick one of those values I think if you can't do any of those, it lets you do the higher numbers on the side, but only if you like literally can't place them. That's never not, I, I don't not know familiar. If that's never happened. I think it happened to me today. Now we've talked about how you're selecting these dice. What are you even doing with them? I think on every clever game, there's five different sections. Mm-hmm. There's these correspond to the different colors of dice. So when you pick that dice, you get to do something in that section. But then there's six dice total because there's one white one which works both as a wild and then with the blue section i think always we'll find out as we keep going you add the blue and white dice together in order to mark in that and you can use either the blue one or the white one and in the sum of them is what you what you mark in that section it's just a spreadsheet like there's nothing cute or fun or themed about anything that we're doing here so in the yellow section you have a four by four grid you Start the game with uh, diagonally X'd out, four numbers diagonally X'd out. And every time you complete a row, you get a bonus of some sort. And every time you complete a column, you get in-game points. Diagonal also gives you something. Don't worry about it. That basic structure kind of stays in each one of these sections where by completing something for some sort of qualifications that you have to do with the dice to get that number filled in, you get a bonus. The clever part, or when you feel clever, I think this is what it's going for, is those bonuses let you then go to another section and mark something off, and that might give you a bonus. Then you go to another section, you mark something off, and that might give you a bonus. You can keep doing that as long as the bonuses keep flowing until you kind of mark a normal box, we'll say. I think the highest score you can get is somewhere in the 300s for the original game. I have not looked to see what they are for the other games. I feel amazing if I'm in like solidly in the 200s personally. And I've heard that there's a way that you kind of like, it's maybe not beatable because there are dice that you're rolling, but I think maybe there's a way to kind of play it that always makes the most sense. I don't know what that way is. That's going to remain a mystery for the rest of this podcast, at least. And I don't know if that's true for all the other games as they continue. The yellow section is four by four grid. You're crossing things off. The blue section is a four by three grid because it's numbers two through 12. And you're crossing things off. Basically works the same way as the yellow section. Um, The green section, green, orange, and purple are all straight lines. And you have to, uh, in orange, it doesn't matter. You can put whatever you want in it. In purple, you have to do a bigger number than the previous number you placed, but you can always do a six and a six resets it. 
Right. And then in the green area area, it's marked on the boxes, but you have to do greater than or equal to one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five, six, as you continue all the way over. And as you do that, there are points assigned to each box. For the orange, you get the points of the die value you put in it. Some of them are multiplier boxes that you get higher points. For purple, you get the points of the die you put in it. And for all of those, there might be a little bonus box underneath them. And then in yellow and blue, there's a number value in each box and you have to have a dice that matches or a combination of dice that matches that. Blue's a combination, yellow's the dice themselves. There's also a fox bonus character oh, that yeah, there if, is. You, uh, if you complete that bonus and there are several foxes out there, there's one in each board. I believe that's true for all of them. Um, what that fox bonus does is at the end of the game, whatever your lowest scoring section is or your color, whatever the lowest scoring one is, is that it will add that as a bonus and you can have multiple foxes. Yeah. So that's part of this equation. That's why you want a somewhat balanced across all of them with those foxes then because the highest lowest, well, that's an insane sentence. Yeah. The highest lowest yeah. you have multiplied by the number of foxes is a pretty big game changer as far as the points you're going to have. Right. So at the beginning, you're just kind of putting whatever anywhere and so be it. As you keep going, you're starting to do math depending on how committed you are to excellence, you're starting to do math about, well, if I put this here, that raises my lowest and I have two foxes. So that's going to be worth double the amount of points that I gain on it. Or can I get even more points than that, placing it somewhere else? By and large, you're trying to hit as many combos as possible because every time you fill in a box that let's say has a yellow square underneath it, a green square underneath it, you get to fill in another box for free. And you know that by the base rules of the game, in a solo game, there are six rounds. And every round you have three dice. So that's 18 plus one after every round for another six is 24. So if you don't get any bonuses, which how, why? Uh, if you don't get any bonuses, that's the total number of boxes you'd be able to fill in. And that's also why you cut. It's it's not super common. I think yellow I fill up quite a bit on this one. I don't necessarily fill up the other ones that often. You want to make sure that there's something available for the bonuses as you keep going. I don't know that I like completely fill blue a ton. And usually the other ones I don't actually I don't get all the way to the end. But you're making faces like maybe you do. Uh, green and purple I feel I fill up a lot. Green and like purple. Now, purple has a lot of bonuses on it, more yeah. than I think any other color section. Correct. Which is why I will target purple specifically for that reason. Mm. That if I can get the lowest amount of dice to bonus is usually what I go for. So if one die equals one bonus, that's the best versus like other categories where you have several right. dice needing to be equal to a row to get one bonus. So that is true. How many boxes are on purple? 11? You have to have them in ascending order, have a bunch of sixes. I mean, you're not going to have 11 times six. That would be 66, though. So that'd be the max that you could score there. In the blue section, if you fill them all, it's 56. In the yellow section, it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. So filling the whole yellow section 
versus like, so you get the bonuses back to help you fill other things. But then there's something to be said for if I just put that directly in another one, at some point in the yellow, you'll get 20 for putting it there versus getting a bonus in maybe orange that at most can get you 12. Oh, you are 100% correct. I am looking <laughs> to do the most bouncing around. Okay. And the bonuses feel good. Okay. In my heart. Uh-huh. And that's why I go for that one. And that's going to be a common theme as we go through this. <laughs> the ones that are smart and not as fun, I don't play those very often. <laughs> they get, I think the, the general idea of all of these doesn't change that much. And yet they are all, like when you look at each one of them, I took screenshots for us to go through them as we uh, talk through them here on the podcast. And as you look at them, they don't necessarily look that that different from one to the next, but there are, they do get a lot harder to fill out in a sense and a little more, a little more punishing. But the last thing, at least, I mean, we could say more things that we should mention. We haven't talked about the plus one and we haven't talked about the re-rolls. So in addition to the fact that you can get the foxes, that you can get color boxes that let you fill in and i should say that they let you fill in the best possible number so on if you get one for purple it'll always let you fill in a six if you get one for orange it'll always let you fill in a six uh, i think for green i guess it just fills in i don't know i don't think it fills in sixes i think it just fills in whatever the next number is because it doesn't really matter the value as long as it meets the criteria for the yellow and blue sections, you get to pick which box you want to fill in because they aren't linear like the other tracks. So there can be a little bit of, you know, do I want to fill in the one that gives me a plus one? Because uh, there is another dice that I can get to use in another box that's going to get me bonuses. Or do I want to fill in the one that's going to let me jump to green, that's going to let me jump back to blue? so on and so forth um so that's basically what's happening every round the first four rounds give you some other kind of bonus as well just inherently as part of the game that would happen in a two or more player game the same thing happens in a solo game so you get some of those bonuses you also get an opportunity to just fill in any box at one point so when i said that the max you could get without bonuses was 24, 24. it's really 25 because you're going to get to fill in one for free and it's kind of 26 because you're going to get one plus one so the plus one is a uh, it's one of the boxes on there and what that will allow you to do is to uh reuse a die that's already been played you can use that at a several times throughout it you can use it after you've i believe assigned all three dice on the original screen you can then use hit plus one use any of the dice that are have been used in your three or that are in that silver platter, you mm -hmm. can also use it then. When you do your uh, fourth uh, die selection, you can also reuse any of those dice mm -hmm. uh, as well. So uh, if you, you kind of have a lot of options to use that, you cannot, you may build up several plus ones throughout the game. Yeah. You cannot reuse something that's been reused though. Yeah, it puts an round. X on it. Yeah, once you've plus yeah. one bit, you can't keep plus oneing it, which could have been very useful for like, the white dikes are wild. If you have a high white die, there might be a lot of places it could go. You just get to Purple use it sixes. once. You know, it doesn't want you to just turn yeah, You those. are about, I do not, I, I'm not paying a lot of attention to purple. Like, because the first two, you don't get anything. And then even the third one, the re-rolls, you can re-roll. That's the, I mean, I don't think we need to explain re-rolls. 
I feel like I have the worst re-roll luck in this game of anything, which I'll get more into as we keep going through the clever. So that's the first one. We laid more of a foundation here in the weird event, in the off chance, the unlikely event that you are listening to this and have no idea what we're talking about. Oh. But you wow. should probably, while you're listening, just go ahead and buy the first app. Like it's just a few dollars. It's a fun time. It's it's a great little it's a great little game. Oh, very for me, it's very soothing. We'll we'll talk more about our opinions about the game. Yeah, go through this. So that's the first one, and I'll say that like for me, this is just kind of the baseline classic, and I'm going to be sort of rating things a little bit off of this one. Because in the idea that you'd be playing through them in order. So the next oh, one. Are we going to rate now or are we going to rate at the end? Oh, a little, I think a little bit of both. I'm saying yeah. one is the baseline clever experience. Right. Unplayable. Agreed. <laughs> I, okay. That's not how I feel about the baseline experience. So moving on to challenge two, it kind of feels like. Someone who was listening very closely to us describe challenge one, the first sheet, made a sheet and they called it challenge two. When at first glance, it looks like it's the exact same thing. And then as you start looking a little closer, you're like, something's not quite right here. Yes. So they've they've mixed up some of the pre xed off things they, yes. they've moved around what bonuses are available where and the where? bonuses can be found and mm -hmm. what the condition to get those bonuses are yes so it's a completely different game that follows the exact same set of rules uh -huh. as the previous game though they do add in if you if you unlock all of the rerolls by getting the correct boxes crossed off on your sheet and if you unlock all the plus ones by getting the correct boxes crossed off on your sheet you will get a fox or a free box, uh, respectively. So you get a fox if you do the rerolls. You get a uh, free box if you do all the plus ones. It's not a thing that's happening to me a lot that I actually get through all of those. Not on this version, but that carries through then for every future game. It just they keep adding stuff. They now have where yeah. you meet that condition, you get a bonus. And I would say that this feels like it did kind of roll into the second one because of uh, that introduction. But I don't know. I don't know that I saw that same thing as we keep going. That like, oh yeah, this thing from the second one really came into the third one. And even this is an addition to the challenge sheet, not like it wasn't in the core first game. Correct. Yeah, I think they more maybe thought. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're never going to do that again. That's what I think maybe <laughs> happened. Like as they went through, like, you know what? We did make you do that in the second one. I'm very sorry. We will not make you do that in the third one. So the yellow box, we're going to talk a little bit about how they changed. The yellow box, yeah. again, same grid, but now you can get up to 22 points on a diagonal. And you, uh, otherwise, everything's just kind of shifted around. Before, it was very neatly all kind of things on one side, all things on the other, points at the bottom bonuses on the side. Now it's all mismatch. Everything's everywhere. In the blue section, this one uh, looks the same, but then you're like, wait, there's one more box. There's two sevens. And boy, is it easy to overlook that there's two sevens because you're going to roll more often anyway. You might just fill it in and not think about it. But otherwise, it's the same. The green section, again, pretty much the same, but it just goes even numbers, then odd numbers, then even backwards and then an odd number and it's not 
it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the instead of being cleanly incrementing, it's a little bit all over the place. The yellow sec, the orange section starts with a minus multiplier. So whatever number you first put in it, you actually get subtracted. You see more of that later on in other sheets. And there are some bigger bonuses, like a times three instead of just a times two bonus on some of the boxes. And then purple, the arrows for go the other way. So before it was all less than arrows. Now it's all greater than arrows. And sixes still reset it the same as they always did. For those of you that are doing a fox hunt at home, and I'm always doing some oh. pretty good fox math on these usually. I, I like the foxes. Mm. I know the best way to win. Again, I'm unconcerned. Um, so they've made in the yellow box the fox more difficult to get because you had the fox with one X on it previously. You now have to get four numbers instead oh. of three to get that. The fox is the same to get on the blue. You have to get four numbers. On the green, it is the same. It is easier on, I believe, both the purple and the orange. Now, it is lower on the ranking, so you can access that fox earlier in the list than before. Never noticed. Good good thing you're here on the fox hunt. I, like, mostly ignore the foxes because, in general, they're a little later on. And, like, I'll just end up hitting them on my way to other things. Or it'll be pretty late in the game that I'll have, I'll get, like, four foxes, like, in the last round or something. Which is the ideal because, okay. yeah, to, to anybody playing that's newer, like you don't really want the foxes earlier because they don't add to any sort of bonus roll no. or anything. It's only good at the end of the game, but you don't, you have to set yourself up to get them as late as possible. Yeah. Or sometimes, like in this case, you want to get them because you want things after those. If there's bonuses after the foxes, then you just, it's kind of a lost turn. Yeah. I will say for the bottom three tracks, the times I'm getting bonuses after the foxes, maybe on one, maybe on one of those i've gone all the way over but no no and i will say in my speed plays before this recording this was the one that i did the worst on now this is one i've technically not played but you know you play a game off enough and then you see a board and you're like i can i've imagined a thousand times in my head now already <laughs> so like i feel like i'm beautiful minded playing this now what we talked about so far was the first game two boards within that first game. We're now mm -hmm. moving on to Doppelt, so clever. Uh, double clever. Twice clever as two. clever. Twice clever. Man. I don't know. I have a parenthesis under the board on this one. No, no. And even in when you're looking for, I think maybe the third one, one of them just doesn't have an English name even in the App Store. So oh. not an Android, not an Android. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's he'll figure. Funny. Some differences on this one that are that are noted. We'll go through each of the boards, but down in the lower right, instead of having a reroll on this one, you have an unlock, which lets you take one of the dice that have been previously disposed of. So not mm -hmm. one that you use, but one that you didn't use by the previously mentioned um, less than number. Mm -hmm. So if you, oh, I picked a four, so the three and the two are now gone, you can get, get one of those back now. Mm -hmm. That becomes a little more crucial with the way this board interacts. And we're going to talk about the gray square first, because that's really where you're going to see the, the most value out of getting rid of ones, which is something in the first one didn't have. So if you, when you, uh, the gray board is, you can pick any of those numbers that apply it's columns of ones twos threes fours fives and sixes that are color coded yellow blue green and pink yeah and so if i have a blue five i can check off the blue five square but i also 
anything that's discarded below that, I also get to fill those out. So it's a way to get a lot of dice onto a board if it so aligns, because it mm -hmm. has to still follow the color and number of the ones that are below it. Mm -hmm. Which I think, son of a gun, pretty clever how they did this. <laughs> um, as far as the unlocking and a mechanism by which to kind of discard them and to get value from it, um, I think that's a really neat mechanic that they used. Now, the yellow board, I will not be as enthusiastic about. No. So it's ones, twos, threes, fours, fives, and sixes. And you there's some cross patterns to them where ultimately what you have is you have two numbers that will get you a bonus when you put them next to each other. You're going to have to see. I, I don't know if I can yeah, describe this Yeah, it's like an offset grid. Like it's cross-hatched. So instead of it just being the grid like it always was, it's offset. That means you only need two numbers to get the bonus, which is cool, except you get no points for any of it. And until you go back yeah. and get that same number again. Yeah. And you have to do that several times for those numbers to matter. And there's some high points on there Crazy that I high. refuse to get because <laughs> I'm not playing their game. I already did it. I already did it. I'm yeah. not doing it again. Yeah. Um. So I, spoiler alert, think it's one of the least fun things in all of the clever games so on all of these because i made just i wrote down the scores on a little post-it note with a tiny yep. little one word summary for myself and for this one i just wrote no and it's underlined and i think for me also it was the fact that i was rolling really low gray numbers then you're just not filling anything in the gray one and that's fine kind of uh and maybe that meant i should have just doubled down in yellow because the highest yellow it's a uh, hundred and sixty-five points. That's huge. On the blue track, it's seventy-eight points on this one. Uh, the green, we're gonna talk about it. The pink one has uh, it's once again, it's just the number that you put in it. So there's so many points to get out of yellow. But as we were just suggesting, it's not fun. It's not fun to go back just to collect your points. And you know, maybe that's because we're more combo minded and like the combos are gone so you're just like going back to there and it feels like you're getting nothing but what you're actually getting is points um and on this one i should say the last two i got 166 and 82 on the first and second board so yeah second one not good i put you as my comment for the second one and on this one i got 121 so still not good uh, and I also was relearning the rules as I played them. These aren't my best scores, but they are actual scores that I've recorded. Now, we talked about the fact that there were these bonus tracks for if you get certain symbols crossed off all of them on your board, then you get this additional bonus. This one has that as well. There are three of them now. There's one for reroll. There's one for plus one. That is a fox and a gray section x and like one gray section x is it's fine except it's horrible and then you have if you get all the unlocks you get a pink section and the pink section is in the same place as the purple on the previous board and it has the same kind of feel the blue section has the same kind of feel as the old purple section because we're talking about numbers in an order the green section is weird every spot has a multiplier in it could be times one which is the same as no multiplier or it could be times three each of the squares 
there are paired. So the first set is a times two and a times two. And in between them is a minus symbol. And also in between them up above is like an empty point value circle. They have these kind of distinct little jagged edge circles that always notes the points on all of these games. But this one's empty because you take whatever you get in the first one. Let's say it was a six. We're going to be real hopeful. It was a six. Six times two is 12 minus. Let's say you had a one. One times two is two. You got 10 points between those two. Some of the boxes still have bonuses to unlock underneath them. Uh, but that is how you actually get the point. So there's a two times and a one time section. There's three times and three times, which means that you could get negative points if you might be forced to because you have nothing else that you can play and you've got to put it in one of the boxes. And it's a bummer. So some bad rolls in this, I think, are more punishing than the first ones. If you just don't happen to get what you want, it can have more devastating consequences. And because you do have to fill something in, usually you have more than one option. If you only have one option, as we get later in these games, it is sometimes it's not just a kind of boring option. It's actually a negative option that you're forced to take. Yeah. Now, I do like the green. I think the gray is the most clever. I like the, the green is my second favorite on this one. OK, but I, but I, I will. This will come up a lot because I do like a throwaway spot. So if I have a, a set of numbers, yeah, like having not always going for a high number or not a specific combination of numbers. I like a good, oh, let me just dump this low green. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of value out of dumping a low green, depending on how it lines up. And I kind of plan my board around it for what it's worth. I mean, that sounds incredibly valid. I'm annoyed by rolling a lot of low grays or it'll be like a three gray, except there's three other threes that you rolled and so you don't get any of those. Or it's the exact two numbers you've already crossed off in the gray section. So they do come down to the bottom and then nothing. If you, if you, there's nothing. If you already cross off the number, you just already crossed off the number. So I think out of all of the clevers, I think that this one maybe is my least favorite one. Oh, no, I, I, I would, that would not be my impression. I mean, obviously I respect that. It's sure. the most Vegas-like, I feel like. But I think oh. I take away the wins, like the high of when you just hit like, because you can hit like a real big win in that gray section or you're getting, getting like yeah. the triple three six. But you're not getting a lot of three. points for the gray section. It's again, okay. my heart. It's in your heart. Get, Got it. Yep. In my heart your is heart is full. Good. Okay. Yep. And I don't, honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's that on the gray, if you, is it that you fill every, for every row that you fill, you can get 22 points. If you fill all the rows, you get 22 points. Fill all the columns? Columns. I'm very sorry. The columns. If you fill all of them, you get 22 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not, yes. is it 22 total points possible or is it 88 points possible? 22 total points on that. <sighs> But you're getting but you're getting bonuses in those columns as well. You're getting bonuses a lot of other places that give you more points. Well, we all can agree okay, yellow is terrible. Right. Let's start all there right. and then we'll like no. Okay. <laughs> so that is the first, and I think if you buy the box of the game, this is what you get in Doppelt Silk Clever. Oh, okay. Yep. Moving on to Clever Challenge number two. And you have to I, we should have said it before. You have to pay to unlock the second challenge, right? Do you? I think it's like a dollar. Yeah, not a lot, but it isn't. Right. But it doesn't it is. just show up. 
No, no, no. certainly not. There's a whole, yeah, there's yeah. available now. Go to the app store. This, yeah, it's the whole process. Yeah, and there's a way to log in because if you play online, I have not enjoyed their login system at all. I have the That's game fun. on uh, multiple devices and trying to get the login correct and like being the same, it doesn't really matter, but trying to get it the same is not fun. But I had to do the login to prove, I think, that I had bought it, the second challenge maybe. Like I had to log in for it to show that the second challenge had been bought. Oh, I can tell you from your description, I am going to just rebuy it every time because <laughs> okay. uh, that sounds terrible <laughs> and it's not okay. expensive enough for me to try more than once. So there we go. Anyways, that's a little intermission before we get into Double Soap Clever Challenge 2. And it looks, we've said it before, the same. There's okay. another column on gray that's just empty. And that, I think, does let you X in something else when you already have one X'd. So that's fine. You can get more total points then because it goes for one more box. It has one more column. Um, in yellow, we're doing the same thing, but we're back to a standard grid shape instead of the offset grid situation. Uh, in blue, we're doing the same thing, except it's the opposite direction. This is a lot like purple, again, in the first set of Clever Games. In green, I think in this one, you can mark in the second box first for any pair. So if you get like a really low oh, number, okay. you can put in the second box and then go back and fill in the higher box. And when you put it in the second box, I believe you do get the bonus anyway that it's associated with. And then for pink, we're doing what we were always doing. Um, it is true that you can put any number in pink. This was true on the last one, but if you there's a criteria inside some of the boxes like greater than or equal to two and if you're not meeting that criteria you don't get the bonus imagine how upset i was oh. when it showed me i could fill it in and then i filled it in and then i'm like this app is broken i didn't even get the stuff i was supposed to get and then it happened again and then i remembered the rules because that's a right. part of playing games um we still have the three bonuses but they aren't the same now you can get, instead of a gray box, you get a unlock anything for Which is uh, black box. Yeah, black box, black question mark. Just put it anywhere. And then for the plus ones, you get a pink six. Or, a, well, it wouldn't necessarily be a six, would it? You just get a pink. For those of you doing fox hunting at home, so uh, on the pass <laughs> uh, from the difference of the last one, the, the yellow is the same, because even though it's giving you some advantages as far as getting points, it's not changing your ability to actually get the fox the first time on that. Oh, it is. Actually, I'm sorry. It's one cheaper for the fox. I apologize uh, to any uh, fox enthusiasts out there. The blue track, however, on this is a little bit easier. It's lower on the... When I say it's easier, I mean it's lower on the list. So you're going to hit that sooner in the game on that. Not always an advantage for rolling through, but it is easier to get to that. Uh, on the green square, it is a little farther uh, down the track. So it's going to be hard to get to the green one. And it is uh, one easier on the pink track. Let's speak about the gray one for a moment here because it is shifted from the two column to the one column. Now, I'm going to call that easier to get by the principle that as you're dumping lower dice into it, you should be able to fill it up easier. I know that that's not actually the way dice work, so it may not actually be easier in your game, but over the course of 
a bajillion games, <laughs> I believe it'll be easier. And that's that's the kind of metric I'm using when I play is Bajillions. across a bajillion games. Yeah. yeah. Past that, I have really no opinions about this different board. I think it's largely the same game. The only other comment I'd like to make, I believe there are, are there more bonuses on the blue track than there were before, or are they just clustered differently? All I know is that on the last one, when I played it, I scored 121. Mm -hmm. And when I played this one, I scored 258. Well, I found this one to be okay. I think it was the off. I think it was the yellow returning to more of what I expected. And not even mm -hmm. that that made it, as you said, like it didn't even really make it easier necessarily. Um, but I think maybe that just familiar grid pattern helped. Um, yeah. And this one, you start with blue lowest first instead of highest. And that I think worked better for me. I don't know that inherently it would really matter because when you do your third roll, you can always take the highest dice anyway. And like, you know, without then losing any. So you roll the first time, take a one. Roll second time, take a one. Roll third time, take a six. As like a kind of default autopilot way to approach this. So it shouldn't matter, but it was easier, I think, to fill in the blues and then being able to fill in the second part of the greens. I believe that's the change on the second one. Yeah, I think the blue track would be substantially easier to get because the other way around, you're never picking blue until the last yeah. one or two, like usually probably the last die, especially in the initial there. So you're not even, I remember I'm not even playing blue for a while sometimes, depending on how it rolls. With this, odds are you're playing blue dice mm -hmm. somewhat earlier. I, I would be hard pressed to believe that. So that, that, that makes sense. And I think that's a good improvement because playing is better than not playing in games. Yeah. You can't play something. I feel like, in my mind, this feels like challenge one, even though it is challenge two. Like, it feels more similar to me that this would be challenge one and the other one would be challenge two. Except for maybe the gray section feels a little more challenge two to me, but what am I basing that on? Not a lot, because there's only three of these games, and I think we're ready to move on to... There's only three with two challenges, and I think we're ready to move on to the third one. You have something else. I would like to errata my for all my fox heads out there. If you so on that blue track, then it's a good point that actually I think it's not harder to get to since you are no. able to play easier, even though it is farther down the line. You may be able to access it at the same time or even earlier. So for those of you concerned about that, Again, tracking foxes, are you then aiming for the rerolls because the rerolls get you another fox when you fill out all six? No, no, See, now okay. This, that part of the game, if you hadn't brought up, I don't think I would have ever discussed. <laughs> okay. I forget that part completely. If Got I it. get one of those, it's like the craziest birthday surprise ever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yep. going to Disneyland. Yep. Got it. Okay, now we will move on to Clever Cubed. Yes, we are. Very excited about Clever Cubed. Okay, you know what? Take it away, because it's more different than the other two, like one and two aren't as different from one another as three is from both of them. What I'm assuming is Red Fox Gaming Company, and that's not actually their name, but that's the name that I'm giving it. Okay. This, this. They've obviously received all of my letters and emails between two and three because they've made an amazing game here. So the yellow <laughs> section, what it's got here is it's got from left to right, ones, twos, threes, fours, and fives. You've got three of those in between the first and second 
one, you've got a bonus. In between the second and third one, you've got a bonus that tracks across all the columns as I've just described them. So for every two numbers, the third yeah. one being easier to get the second, you know what? You're getting you're getting a little tied up there. I am getting a little tied up. <laughs> I need you to look at this board. Um, and so when you fill in a entire number column, you then are getting points for that column. So for if you fill up all six columns, which is a total of 18 numbers, you would get 42 points. Mm -hmm. Getting bonuses along the way, the higher the number, some would argue the better the bonus. It kind of tracks lower bonuses to higher bonuses. And is this is the one where you have to fill it in in that round. You're not just freewheeling, picking, like, oh, I want this one up here. It's the round in which you pick the number that you goes on the right correct. row. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I forget that because I'm just bonusing my way to wherever yeah. I need to go. So I forget it. So that's a great point. Yeah, it's got a one, two, and three round track on this, which is forming that column. If you get a yellow bonus die, though, you can put it anywhere on the board, irrelevant of both number and round that you are on. Yeah. The now teal yeah um board is uh this is going to be a oh boy i gotta remember how to say this you know what let's talk about the purple one when i think about how to communicate that okay. in english um <laughs> so the purple one is got a track it's got a uh, a seven in the middle and then numbers to the left and to the right of that that's a minus one and plus one so the idea behind this is this is using a combination of the purple die and the white die and so a six would be seven minus one. Uh, so you would fill in one less than the seven die on the left track. If you roll an eight in combination of those two, and then that would scale up. And then if you get a, what's the reset on this? So I think it's a, a, seven. Oh, you a seven. Yeah, if you get a seven, then you can fill in that spot as well. But if you get- So the... you are statistically getting harder on both sides of this as you go along. If you get the two, three, four, or the 10, 11, 12, I, again, it's doing the scoring for me, so I'm not sure exactly, but you get plus four for getting to- I've never to, seen that before until right now, so. <laughs> okay. For getting to those numbers, because otherwise you would reset if you go like seven, eight, nine, and then another seven, you would go, let's see, seven, eight, nine, seven. You could go eight, nine, maybe again, maybe you did 10, but it would get harder to get those bonus points. So it's easier to fill in the numbers because you're in the middle of dice, like dice math, but it gets harder to get, uh, you wouldn't get those bonuses for doing those harder numbers at the edges. For the, I'm gonna take a stab at the aqua section. Why it had to change colors, I don't know. Uh, I don't like that it changed to purple, more of a purple for the white combo die thing. I don't know why we couldn't have left that the same forever, but in any case, you have a grid, a six by six grid. Every column has one of the numbers. Ones, twos, threes, fours, five, sixes. And then there's this, a bit of an uneven staircase working its way diagonally across this grid where the numbers on the top triangle are blue, with white numbers. The bottom triangle is white with blue numbers. And I think what's happening here is that you have to fill in, is it that you have to fill in all of one color to get the bonus? Am I remembering that right? 
So you have to fill in the uh, the teal squares in order to get the bonus. It has to be the teal ones. Okay. Only. Only the and teal then, ones. The white ones are just for good time hanging out. That's how I've been playing. So <laughs> I that could be correct. I don't I'm not sure. Again, I did I did play all of these, but it does the math for you. So when it unlocks it, I say thanks. And when it doesn't, like it didn't in that last pink one, I say the game is broke. So I'm very confident that is correct. You only have to fill the to teal be... ones to get the bonuses on the side and bottom. Okay. I'm not really sure about the, the points at the top, but we know I've not cared about points this entire time. So why would I start now? I imagine they must work the same way as the yellow section. Um, they are not particularly high, but there are a lot of bonuses in this teal section. Yellow and teal are the two squares at the top, and then purple is the first of the three rows at the bottom. Now, brown is pretty easy on this. It is a track of numbers. You have bonuses in between each number as you go along. They are not in any sort of order that I can determine on this. So it goes like one, five, three, four, two, six, four, five, two, one, six, three. It's horrible. As you go along the track, the, the point is that if you, you can jump ahead at any point in time, you can put a number anywhere on that track if it meets the number that's on there, but you can never go backwards once you do. Yeah. You also get points. So if you fill up that entire 12 number track, you get 90 points. There are times where maybe you want to skip because you don't care about a bonus or you want to get to a different bonus. Uh, on that but you are losing points point potential i should say by doing that this is as good of a time as any and honestly we probably should have mentioned it before there's no undo button in this app oh correct so if you see a number hit a thing and then realize whoops or you've just touched the wrong one or what have you that's there's no going back unlike the real world where you can negotiate that either with who you're playing with or if you're playing solo games Negotiate with no one and do whatever you want. Um, so yes, for this, uh, again, another, it would be a punishing mistake. And this could be a place where it is very punishing if you only have a brown die that you can fill in and you have to fill in something. You might be forced to jump beyond where you would actually want to be. That is true. I don't, I don't know that it, I run into it a lot. doesn't happen a lot. Don't you say that. But, but no. it is, I guess, in the existence of that world. But yeah, it's, I like the brown track on this. I think okay. it's very fun. Uh, but again, I get a lot of bonuses and potentially a lot of points. It's the, my, you know, There's two things working together. a waiting for you at the end too, so. Which is how I live every day of my life. Yeah. As long as it ends in a fox, I'm good. My goodness. The, the pink track yeah. is... It's going to be explained by Kelly because I know okay. what it does, but I'm not doing, I'm, my enthusiasm is exceeding my uh, competency as explained. <laughs> the pink one, I think everything for this clever cube, it doesn't feel like my opinion, doesn't feel like better ideas. These were also ideas for this game structure. The pink track is a single row. Like it has always been at the bottom here. And you get, Am I going to get it right? You get half points. You get half of what you put in it as a score if you choose the bottom action, I believe. Correct. So there's and a bonus at the bottom of each of them except for yes. the first one. Yes. So, so you get either the bonus and half points or 
you get either full or a multiplier of yes and no balls yes so the top shows what the multiplier would be one two or three there's only two spots that are three one of them's at the very end and the bottom half is all except for the first square all bonuses all the time this one also introduces a new bonus type that is a question mark cube where you can change you can mitigate the die values this feels more important in this one i think in if the in the gray square ones in the ones with the gray dice mitigating the dice value would have been huge if it would have let you fill in more things i spent a lot of rerolls trying to make that happen so this one does let you accumulate um mitigation and then you can use one or more of them on a dice it also still has the tracks off to the side for re-rolls this dice mitigation and the plus ones where you can get a fox you can get a pink square or a brown square yeah this is my second favorite of all this is your second favorite and it is my most played by far but i I don't i'm not tracking my plays on this hundreds i like after for how much i don't really like clever two challenge one clever two challenge two feels better to me and i think gosh i don't know that i picked clever three challenge one i think i think i like challenge two again more than challenge one let's jump into it okay discuss why i feel differently but go ahead so challenge two uh for the comparison the very neat teal box that we had before that had the nice triangles separating the white and blue boxes from one another they've been spilled on the floor and then they've been recollected in the tray uh, to uh, still do the same kind of thing sort of uh except not so they're just all over the place now and that's fine i like it i don't like it less um the so upsetting for me to see that teal spot because you're i have the same analogy like i dropped it and before like whoever is it owned that yeah i like quickly put it back together hoping they wouldn't notice of course they're gonna notice right it's a mess the the lid closed on the box it was fine uh so for the yellow section it looks the same except do you know what the gray boxes mean I've never noticed those until today. Okay, so I'm not saying that we're getting a higher quality of discourse around the clever games as we continue. That right. I think that much we we can understand. Um, but it looks more or less the same. There are these gray boxes that on the first sheet were on the five six, the four five, and the one two. As you move down, even though they look the same, the numbers are not oriented the same way they were before every column was all ones and all twos and all threes now the column goes one two three next column two three four next column three four five and so on so that's a little different the seven uh the purple section i'm thinking of it as the seven section because that's what's in the middle there it's also gone a little bonkers now instead of being negative ones or positive ones very evenly working their way out it's negative twos and positive twos and so that can't be tolerated anymore and then it goes the opposite direction before finally ending in a negative and positive one for no particular reason that uh is sensible it's just that it it just goes too far plus two plus two plus two and then minus two minus two 
um, for the brown section, is it the same? It certainly is not the same because now the numbers are in a perfect order. Instead of being wonderfully oh, mismatched, it goes yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, uh, that I will take that and you can do whatever you want with the teal section. You can do whatever you want with the teal section. I don't care. Knock it off the table again. Put it in an even they, more upsetting order. What they've done here, the brown section was really the only one that was kind of chaotic on the, on the original board. Oh. But I feel like in a beautiful and wonderful way, it's now the one <laughs> thing with order and now everything else is a mess. <laughs> everything else is a mess. Nothing yeah. makes sense on the second board. Yeah. I, I would say this one, maybe more than any of them, feels like the first game was dropped and then put back. Yeah. Yeah. And not well. But not put back well at all. I, I definitely like this one more than the first one. I can't. I think I pl- I know this is one I do have, and I played it. Like, everyone's like, I'll play the second board. And then uh-huh. I play it once, and I'm like, never again. Until I forget that I don't like it so much that I, it takes memory loss for me to play this one again. I, there's nothing happening here that I like less. Like, Everything here, I think I like more than the first. Well, there's not like one section where I'm like, oh, the purple section is not easier, but I don't like it less. And I think it's in a some fever ways, dream. I don't. You roll dice, you go. I don't know what is anything. Let me call upon Cthulhu to tell me you get what to do. You get more for the two, three, four, ten. 11, 12, if you hit them and you're doing plus twos as well. I don't know. I think I think this is fine. I think everything here is fine. Well, what we've shown today is that they've obviously made different boards for different people. Yeah. And we both clearly have very strong thoughts on this. So they did a great well, job in that sense. Because I thought, why would they make the second board? Who's possibly <laughs> playing that? I've hey, learned today who that is. It's <laughs> so. me. Uh, but... If you can't buy the second boards, actually the physical game, that means you would need to be an Atom gamer to be buying the physical ones. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you wouldn't. Now, can you just find an image of it printed off? Yeah. Can you find an image of all of these? Take your own set of six-sided dice and play them. Yes, you can. Which, you know, when the very beginning of this, when you mentioned, oh, they made wooden dice because they're sustainable and terrible. I mean, I don't know if that's it's, why they did it, but the game is but, pretty cheap. It is. But I was thinking, like, they could have also just included, like, dots, and you grab Yahtzee, which it has great dice, and you just uh. put some colored dots on the different dice. Like, right. bring your own. At this point, I feel like we all, and we maybe all, this is, yeah. we all have six six out of dice. Right. And if we don't, and who knows if this is something that is coming who knows when they're going to stop making these clever games they didn't need to make them all different colors each different one and if they had made them the same color they could have just had one big box of clever and one set of dice and just a bunch of sheets in it agreed yeah yeah i i fully agree with that there was no they could have kept the same six color of dice throughout this entire thing there'd be no yeah, reason i don't i don't know why they keep changing it. they're very irregular colors because it's not like they're not it's not just straight up red and i don't know if that might be a colorblind friendly neither one of us are that oh, might be a colorblind friendly thing clearance colors is what oh. i was thinking like which one's on <laughs> sale for the dice. next one we got to order a bunch of them <laughs> teal right teal is on sale this august yeah we're, we're gonna take teal you know brown was on sale it's not it's, it's not still common. On sale. it's still on sale yeah gray also that's why that keeps showing up 
Yeah. People are getting clamoring for gray dice. Yeah. Uh, this one, as well as all the other ones, still has that track that you can fill out for getting the bonuses. It's close to what the last one was, but this one for rerolls, you get plus one. For the pick your number, it's a fox. And then for the plus ones, it's a purple question mark. So that's if you get every single one of those bonuses across the sheets, which is pretty certainly difficult to get all of them because I think that means that you've filled out everything and I maybe have achieved a perfect score. Um, I think if you were really into strategy, you could probably, I imagine the re-roll or the different uh, dice number is the easiest one to get all of them because it's not at the end of any track. And, oh, that's a good call, yeah. And maybe that then helps you get at least one more of them, but that means you have to get, even on the purple one, because it's a split track, you only have to get to the end of one side of it. So that's something. Uh, right. That is something to think about. Finally, we're moving on to the newest, the fourth, Clever Forever. And this one does not have a second challenge in it, but it seems like, why wouldn't it? It both feels like when you call it Clever Forever that you intend to keep doing it or this is definitely the end. And then the spirit of Clever uh, lives on in these boxes and in our hearts. Oh, I definitely took it as the first one. Like, like we are charging onto the battlefield <laughs> of Clevers. I never, you know, I'm a little saddened, honestly, when you're like, oh, this is the last one. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't like, know that. I don't know that. I'm just talking about the implications of the name. That's fair. So th this, we'll start off with the brilliant yellow section. I'd love for you to explain the yellow section. So the yellow section has three rows and the top row, you can put whatever number you want into any, any of these boxes. You have to go from left to right, but there is no number restriction on this. The top number, the top row has a from left to right. As you go along, it has to be a larger the number than the number you previously played. Not larger than or equal to, it has to be a larger number. There are five of those on a six-sided die. So you get one off before mm -hmm. you cannot play. Mm -hmm. I slept it alone. The, the second row has a minus symbol on that, and that is going to be subtracted from the top row number. Is it? It 100% is. I thought it was just adding up to the end. Well, the total... we still have another row to go, but it oh, is. I'm... Yeah. Okay. So Anyways. It is getting subtracted from the number you put above it. The third row then is getting added on to the number that has been is that is the total of the top and the middle row because i ignored the first row but i was filling things in the second row i was under the impression that i was still getting the negatives but was it negative zero was it zero and then minus so if you have like a six at the top then do you have a you know i don't i'm not so this is this is how I, I've never you said a thing that I didn't know you could do, which was not fill in the top row because I so don't many think bonuses. I did. I believe you. I've never not filled up okay. the top row and the middle row playing this game. And that makes because sense. Because there's very bonus heavy. Yeah, and if it if you just have nothing up there, maybe it's negative B 
because it's the predicate from zero effectively so you just get the full negative yeah. of the number i can't speak to that yeah um, okay and as you fill up columns you get points for that as you go across it gets uh, again they get higher board up so they get higher on this um yeah the top the top and middle row have bonuses the bottom row has no bonus but that's where you're getting your points added on to yes that as well yes What's that blue section? This section is the white die and the blue die combination area on this. So what this is, is the um, white die is either the column or the row. And the blue die is either the column or the row that the white die is not. Are they both either? It's not that the blue is always the... So the blue is the row and the white is the column is what you're saying, correct? The blue is the row. And the... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm in full agreement. Okay, so that sounds great. excellent. Great, great, great. So, um, so, and then there is a uh, six by six grid. Yeah. That based on what we just said, there will be an intersection. And then based on what those two numbers are, whether they are in play, whether you played them or not. So wherever they're at in existence, mm -hmm. it's always going to be cross checking that intersection on there. You will fill in that intersection. As you fill in columns on there, there are points. Yeah. And as you fill in and you need to get two you only have to get two to get the the points at the bottom and you only and that's true uh vertically horizontally you only need to get two numbers on there to get the bonus not the entire oh, row oh you know what that's what that icon means yeah again i will be 100 percent honest i did not reread the rules once i'd gotten through six clever games in about a half an hour and that's fair yeah and this is one that is while amazing okay. is not maybe the most intuitive it doesn't feel you like your first start. clever doesn't feel like this is where you should start no no but it's where you're going to be forever um <laughs> there's also there's a fox in here there's a couple of diagonal bonuses as well that you get if you're me accidentally and never trying for them mm. look at an extra six points the gray section is tetris fun time it's something so else it sure is so based on the number that is on the gray die will have associated sections so there are different size shapes again tetra shapes is what we're seeing yeah here. it's a Ranging it's a whole it's a whole grid it's a piece of graph paper correct that's four All tall and 11 long and then they're shaded in in three different uh gradations White, gray and dark gray yes and some that's of those squares inside of that grid have bonuses on them and they've been shaded in in just weird polyomino shapes from one shaded in square of a, of a color up to six shaded in squares of a color making up some kind of shape and you work your way across from left to right filling in a group of same colored squares Yep. And you get to fill in that group if the gray dice or the white dice that you've chosen, the number on it matches the available number of squares in a segment that is next to what segment that you've already filled out. Yep, equals or exceeds, yes. It could be, it probably is its own game. Like there's probably just another game that's roughly that. It's in the middle of this board and it looks nothing like anything that we've done up to this point yep. whatsoever. They just thought innovative. What if I just I just want a color now? And this sure, you never have to leave clever. We'll let you color. Now for all my uh rock and fox heads out there, 
this is a fox heavy area because if when you fill in so the three different gradations of gray we talked about white light gray dark gray when you complete all of that particular color mm -hmm. you get a fox so in theory and i've never done it i've not lived that dream yet where i filled in this entire thing no you get three foxes yeah just for what it's worth yeah. so you'll it, you'll see when i have three foxes tattooed on my neck that i have in fact done that. that's how you've achieved it there's no fox now i guess maybe this is where the fox came from in the side section where you get the bonus for filling out all of something there's right. nothing over there anymore. And honestly, there aren't bonuses. I don't even know what all the bonuses are because I can only see one bonus even there. For all the rerolls, you get a bonus. There is now a new and different bonus available that looks like the dice tray. Correct. What that does is before when we were able to change the number of the dice we had rolled, now we can change the number, but only in dice that are inside that dice tray. So it's a familiar concept, but done differently. And honestly, that is a little more difficult sometimes strategically to implement than to just think about, I rolled some dice, let me change that number. Mm -hmm. It is excellent, especially when we end up with these three low dice numbers all the time. We can now increase their value, which are always going to be maybe lower than what we want sometimes. Mm -hmm. So so I think it's a very fun mechanic. just takes two to 45 games to really sure just really hone in on it yeah right. the green section well there's a lot of slashy lines in there there sure are. so the, what the green section is is you are going to be putting a number on the green section and getting a bonus when you roll you can put any number you want any green number will be there now you only get points when you add a second green number onto that same square which you do not have to do. You could only put the bottom green number, we'll call it, the bottom of the slash, mm -hmm. and get bonuses the whole way over. Mm -hmm. Again, there's a bonus on every single one of them, which mm -hmm. you know some people love. Uh -huh. As you go across, you also get multipliers, and it's going to add the two numbers together. So if you have a six and a two, you're going to have eight points on the first one. Uh -huh. So there's a certain thought of, hey, green sixes are more valuable in the beginning because you're also more likely that you have to put a second number there. I don't, I don't even know if it's possible to get two green numbers across that entire width. I mean, they act like it is. I'm not trying. I forget about the green no. until the end and I go, oops, I need to put some, I need to get some points <laughs> in the green track. I've gotten all these bonuses. Right, I'll get all the way over. Because that's the, the thing. If you get all the foxes and then you've also abandoned the section, all of your foxes are stupid. Yeah. Yeah. They're worthless. They're, they're only making trouble and they're contributing nothing to the pack we'll say correct yeah the pink section the final section on this is it's got some rules with it here and i'm gonna get them wrong because there's a lot of rules here so there are bonuses below some of the numbers to get that bonus you have to either have a five or a six in that spot now you can put any number you want in any of these green sections to cruise right along but a five or a six will get you the bonus a six will get you the bonus as well as three additional points. Mm -hmm. There are points along the top as you go across of increasing number as we've been doing this entire time. Now a two will get you only an extra two bonus points when you put that in there. A four will get you an extra four bonus points. You will not get the bonus for a two or a four in there. A three will let you put a three in that spot as well as a three in the spot to the right of that. 
So let you get down the track further. You will not get the bonus for any of those spots though. If you uh, get a pink bonus square from any of the other sections, you will get the option of, do you want to use a three there? Do you want to use a four there? Or do you, you want to use a six there? The fives and the twos are strictly inferior to the other ones. Doesn't even give you that option. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to? Mm -hmm. Ones, don't even think about. That is the pink section. That is the pink section. I don't like any time where I cross off a bonus, except I don't get to have that bonus, is a section that I don't like in a game that I like a little less. Oh, it is. Color Forever, I, I will say, is challenging. And when I first got it, I was pretty unhappy about it. I would estimate I am between 70 to 100 games in with it. Oh, and, I'm not. And I will say, in that time period, I have grown to not only like it, I have grown to love it. It is by far my favorite clever over that time period. Now, let us let me ask a comparison question then. How much how, how much do you think you've played the other ones? Is there one of the other ones that you think you've played as much as this one? Yeah, so uh, the first sheet of Clever 3, I'd be surprised that I've played less than 250 times. Okay, so in order of, rough order of what you've played the most, it's Clever 3 Challenge 1, and then yep. it's Clever Forever? And then it's Clever Forever, and then it is a striking drop-off. Okay. Like, it is... <laughs> You're more of a late, a clever kind of guy. Yes, because I think when we, when you may have, I think you've been playing longer and you told yeah. me about these. And, you know, I'm a little slow sometimes with the uptake with things where I'm like, yeah, 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 there's these I'll apps get to out it. there. Uh -huh. And then I got to it. And I think I must have got to it the third. No, I think I played maybe the other ones a little bit here and there. But it is regularly I fall asleep playing one of those two boards. Mm. Not every night. A lot of nights, though, just kind of spacing out letting the numbers take you right into dreamland Let the foxes carry me into dreamland yeah i'm riding a fox into slumberland maybe that's part of why the foxes are so prominent to you some of that nighttime imagery like instead of sheep jumping you know like foxes catching those sheep, giving it's, you bonuses oh, it's it's getting numbers. Fox, foxes jumping over dice as <laughs> i drift off for sure every time um and so the, the, by far, this is it is challenging, but in a way that I think after all this time that we have spent rolling and being clever, I, I think they've done a great job of making it difficult, but it very pleasurable to play, in my opinion. They balanced it so well Ooh. in this last one. You Do you think, I mean, if you're giving balance ratings now, do you think the last one, and you've played it a lot more, and I think with random dice luck, Playing it, I think you have to play it a lot. That's why I was originally trying to play all of them a few times. I think you maybe have to play it a lot in order to get past what's just bad luck. Yes, I can see that. I can see why somebody that would not like this last board. I think it is that there is a burden point to it. That maybe someone say like with, you know, coffee, the first time you have it, it's not very good. And then you just drink enough of it where you end up drinking coffee every day. That's what I would <laughs> say. Like, that's kind of how this. There's an entry cost to it. But I think I, I've played it enough where I feel like I now see the benefits of it. I think that there is a, you mitigate a lot of the bad dice rolls because you can, you have a lot of dumping points is what I would say. You can dump a green die and still get a bonus. You can dump mm. the yellow. You now balance the yellow die into the good, you know where the good ones go, you know where the specific ones go and you know where the bad numbers go. 
And so as you're playing, though, you are now managing all that. That's a little difficult when you first start because you're not managing all those things. Right. With that rhythm, you're putting things exactly where they belong. There's a spot for it on the shelf, and it goes right there when it comes up. Right. And I think that's what it's doing is it's teaching you, your brain, how to interact with the dice over time. So this one, I think you're making a good point here about this one is a lot more flexible than any of the others. I think literally any of the others. And I, this kind of tracks with me. I think in any part of this, I may be kind of like, but all of these together, I don't like. Like if some of these were scattered into the other ones. Oh gosh. Is there anything stopping a person from just taking the bits of each clever sheet that they want and putting them all on one? So n- no, first off, I, other than, I guess they're, you'd have to do a, a color conversion. You'd have to just be like, yeah. well, purple is blue. Like, you mean, maybe yeah. that's, you know. Well, I think you can't take like all the yellow sections. Okay. <laughs> well, you've made a face that suggests that you can. Um, and Super I guess there are so, no rules. How many, well, you have, dice. you only need five sections and now there are seven sheets overall i i didn't know when we did this by the way you know we talked about doing this for a little while if we were going to actually like go through and like pick overall like what's our favorite color on our favorite board oh. like i didn't know how deep we were going to go which to some degree would you be making your own board as you went along so that like, what's your favorite yellow that feels like it might be a different podcast uh that may or may not happen in the future where we an addendum where we are maybe mixing and matching maybe not just this game but some uh, maybe some other roll and rights or games that have series like that where you can mix and match i am in no way prepared to talk about how would i create my own perfected clever uh experience i think this fourth one it's like it's too it's too much i think i'm a more i'm a simple clever i don't really mind the restrictions i think for that i find that a little more relaxing because you can't you can overthink how you're going to get points how you're going to combo together to get points and like is this really better than that kind of high math thing Mm -hmm. but you that is very different ultimately from when you get down to this and it's just like it's just open you're just putting numbers wherever the first ones are like you put a six here that's the only thing you put here And now, like, when you look at all of the different options that you have, because you're not just talking about the combination of, like, for the blue section, you're not just talking about, like, well, now it's a seven. Well, is it a six and a one? Is it a five five and a two? Is it a three and a four? And then which color are they? Like, so you can therefore log a lot more sevens than you ever could have, but you can't just spend all day logging seven. Like you then have to think about what's where it's so, it's so much more open than I think that I find that much less relaxing. It feels like I need a little more of a plan, but on the first sheet, it's like, this is the plan. The plan is you roll those dice and hope you have good luck. That's the plan. Because horrible luck, you kind of can't. But the how much is luck? I think I think the luck is a lot lower on this one, and it's far. I think it's more about strategy. I do like the gray section, but I think that's just because uh, you haven't played Explorers, have you? It's also an app, but it's a it's a game. You it's a flip 
you're flipping things and you're crossing off boxes. I'm not going to get into it. But that had that section has a bit of an explorer's feel to it because you're kind of trying to cross off boxes and get to certain sections. Yeah, the last one I think is you've played all the other games and you've ended up at this spot here. I, for the, all the freedom you have, there are restrictions functionally when you play it that you don't see when you get to the board. Because there are, like you said, with the blue section, like that combination comes up that you need, you have to play it. Like you don't have another choice and you don't have rerolls. And, and so unless you're getting a bonus on that, so you end up with this weird freedom with this incredible restriction functionally as you're playing through the games, that as you keep playing and keep playing, that becomes the balance, I think, of freedom versus restriction. I tell you, we really got to a place. Freedom versus restriction. It, it does seem like we could just kind of fork off into a whole societal podcast, but... Oh, right. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this expansive... It took a long time to get through all of these and talk about them, but this is effectively seven different games that we've talked about. It's taken us yeah. definitely over an hour, but per game, that's not a bad, that's not a bad rating. And you're saying your favorite, we'll just go top two out of these. Your favorite is Clever Forever. We don't know, maybe yeah. Clever, the challenge two, maybe it's coming, maybe you'll love it. And then your second is Clever three, board one. board one. I yeah. think that my favorite, gosh, I'm going to put as one of my favorites, the classic. I don't know one or two. I don't know. I don't know exactly where I'm going to rank them, but I think the classic first one I like, I think it was a solid entry. And I think there's something about the first of a trilogy, the first of a quad trilogy. I don't know what it's called when it's for. Right. It has to be good enough to, for you to make another one. And right. I think That's that fair. I like that door opening of the first clever, a bit set in stone, a bit, uh, you know, you're not, not all the same kind of freedom but I think I like that one. And then the one that I like second most, it's gonna be one of the second sheets for either cubed or uh, doppled so clever. It's probably gonna go to cubed sheet two only because that gray box in the second game is, uh, I have yeah. a bit of a, hate relation i was gonna say love hate but it's just it's, it's, <laughs> it's antagonistic i feel like it's like the only reason i kind of like it is because it's my villain and i want to like defeat it you have a loathe hate relationship a loathe hate relationship yeah. with it so i think that would say that the club the dropped box as we called it of clever cubed challenge two i think that's my i think that's my second favorite okay nice and so it's got something for everybody it's what we learned certainly across the seven sheets if you're interested at all one of the seven sheets is going to be okay i imagine we don't know if there'll be an eighth sheet we don't know if there'll be a ninth tenth eleventh we'll have to come back to this if there's another challenge game that gets put out if there's a second sheet we'll come back to this we'll talk about the new sheet and we'll talk about how we would mix match different games Our together and we might, yeah, we might try to play our own super sheets and see what that's like. That'll be the follow-up if it ever happens. But if it doesn't, oh, so much clever content. Thank you so much for listening to episode 102. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at variantHex.com. And you can email us at podcast at variant 
We just moved our website and have not migrated the blog, so that last statement is a little bit questionable. Honestly, we haven't been on socials either. These day jobs keep getting in the way. If you liked this mega review, we did one for the Century Trilogy for our 100th episode, so be sure to give that a listen as well. The next episode will be a review, probably. The next few will probably be reviews, but not sure which games. If you're listening to these in reverse, you have 101 more episodes headed your way, the next one being our Games of the Month for May 2022. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.